ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. My guest this week is Dr. Scott Dell from Florence, South Carolina. Welcome to the show, Scott. Glad to be here. Thank you. Uh, we call you Dr. Scott. Whatever's easiest. I've been called worse. Um, well, I do know that you have a lot on your um, background and your bio, and your full-time gig, I think, is teaching. You're an academic, and you teach at uh, Francis Marion University, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, been a full-time academic for 15 years now. And you teach accounting? Accounting and business. Yes. My husband used to teach that in high school, actually. And um, yeah, so I, I know that that is a, it's a special um, place because people that choose, students who choose to be there are there for the, for a specific purpose to get into business, to, right, to see if accounting is where they want to be. Now, maybe at university, they've already made that decision. In high school, it was still, you know, a senior level course and, and, uh, you know, is this something I want to do? And, and I found that he used to encourage some of his students to choose that as an option because he was a counselor as well. And they've all come back to say, wow, I'm so glad I did that, you know, as they've become accountants, CPAs. I've got to hire him. Get, get him on the payroll. <laughs> yeah, he was special in that regard. So you are, though, this is what fascinates me the most about you, that you are an academic and you're actively an academic, full-time, 15 years, and you're also an entrepreneur. And it's like that left brain, right brain thing is like very strong in you. You are what they say. You say you are a recovering CPA. I love that. A lifelong learner, an enthusiastic teacher, a motivating consultant, coach, successful author, and proud Navy veteran. Thank you for your service. Um, you bring a lot of experience to the table and thrive on helping others develop new skills, expand their knowledge, grow their organizations, inspire their students and staff, educate their people, and effectively use the latest technologies. And especially, we have a kindred thing here that we both love LinkedIn. And you think that LinkedIn is very important to these people's um, it's for, for professionals to be active on it as I do. And, and, and um, students as well. Yeah. Every class I've taught for over the past 10 plus years, 5% of my grade has been LinkedIn. Wow. And I know I had the opportunity to do some, um, um, some work at the universities here in Vancouver. And I did a course to some MBA students on LinkedIn and the power of using it and how to set up their profile even before they graduated, because it is important that people can see. I've had high school students too, same thing where they, they're proactive and understand the power of something like that when they want to get into the business world. So yeah, it's a fun, a fun um, group of uh, age group to, to work with in that regard, especially when they're open to it and they're like sponges. So it's really cool. And cool. I'm just curious now that makes me think of um, when you're working with those university students and the, 
and teaching them about LinkedIn. Um, are you using anything special in terms of um, how you, how you, I wasn't going to talk about this, but this just came to me that in it. how they um, position themselves um, because they're in university and they still perhaps may not know what they aspire to be, so to speak. So do you teach them a certain way to create their about section, for example? I know I'm getting detailed, but I'm just curious. That's okay. You know, I'm happy to share. If it helps somebody, that's why we're all here. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, of, of course, branding is an issue. And by the way, you were saying folks that come to accounting in college, many that go on the accounting track are great, but I also teach foundational courses and they could be anything from a marketing to a management, to a sports rec, to a computer science major. And a variety of folks from liberal arts as well come in to, to, to the net. So it's a foundation for business and accounting. I, I like accounting for that reason. It's a language. And actually, on my LinkedIn profile, I've got some French. I've got some Hebrew. <laughs> I've got some English. And I put accounting as a language on my LinkedIn profile. Oh, I love I, that. I think I you would appreciate that. that. Sure, um, absolutely. But back to your question. Yes, I have a kind of about 10 steps as part of my requirements that I look for students. And it is branding, it is image, it is networking. And I created some groups and I have one called the Accounting Student Exchange. You're welcome to scope out. And I started just for the folks I was teaching at my last school in Wisconsin. I was there 30 years, uh, 15, 13 years of the school, but 30 years in Wisconsin. And then I expanded it when I moved here a year and a half, go to South Carolina, and then I made it global. And so now we're probably 16, 1700 folks that are tied in where when I came to town, it was closer to 300, 350. So in a year and a half, that's, that's, that's grown. And it's, it's a, hopefully I say attracting a following, but we're sharing information that's useful to the 18 to 25. I mean, I am an 18 to 28 year old is the demographic I focus on, but the 18 to 24, 25 find it incredibly useful and they post articles, I require them to comment. I require them to engage. LinkedIn's useless if you don't engage, I, as you I know. I totally agree, because it's all about building relationships in my mind, and yes, and engagement. Exactly, you can't, you can't set it and forget it. I mean, it's like a website. You can't just turn on your website and say, okay, it works now. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, you can't do that with LinkedIn profile. That's right, as you and I uh, spoke of before we went on uh, live here is that so often when I teach people how to build their profiles, they think that's it. Now I'm there and they will come, right? No, you have to be active. You have to build your relationships with people and you have to be um, seen and, you know, and heard. So to speak. participate, yeah. no, set it and forget it is not, the, is not the mantra. No, it's not. Now, um, I know that you are, I'm going to switch for a second to your um, entrepreneurial side. And I think this happened through um, the pandemic that um, new businesses were, uh, were spawned because of it in your world. Do you wanna to speak to that? Sure. And frankly, chances are, we wouldn't be talking right now if it weren't for the pandemic. Yes, and that's true, that's true. It's, it's been an opportunity. I mean, yeah, there's been challenges, granted, but a lot of people I know have pivoted and been able to either start businesses or go beyond what they've been doing because it made you rethink what you've been doing. Boy, I, I was going along fine. And then, 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 then the pandemic happened and wait a minute, maybe it wasn't so fine, but now I'm doing better. How, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of yes. cool. So I, I, we, we set up two corporations last year 
uh, wrote a book. I wrote my first book on LinkedIn. I know you and did. I, I kind of reached behind and say, great, I got a complete guide to succeeding with LinkedIn. And when I have a virtual background, you can't always yeah, see it. I can't really but, see it, but it's, I saw it on, um, on Amazon. Amazon, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it, I mean, you, you know about publishing and you know the tools and they have their place. But it was actually, it came about from another entity that we started. So I've got two businesses. One is something called introedge.com. Mm -hmm. And it is a tool that answers the question when you're asking an interview or in a social situation or in a business situation, tell me about yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, how you answer that can be powerful or weak. Mm -hmm. They're not, when in an interview situation, they're not asking you, well, tell, rehash your resume. That's, that's not the question. The question is, what's your story? Yes. And as you know, stories sell. Storytelling is where it's about. And when you can tell your story, you get remembered and ultimately you get hired. So the founder of Sylvan Learning Centers developed this course. And as the course progressed, uh, we now have exclusive marketing rights. We kicked it off in February. And it's an opportunity for, it's a 17, a 16 module, a 16 video course with 12 modules that basically develops your answer. And it's, it's your, uh, what he calls the art of the introduction, I call an elevator pitch on steroids. It okay, really well, just let me stop there for a second because I did watch one of your before and afters, which I thought was really, really good. Uh, uh, the young woman that was talking about being a teacher. Okay. Yep. Okay. And more competent. Oh, totally. And of course she had a makeover as well, which she looked amazing. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, Oh, that the course. So it, it, it's a do-it-yourself course. Yes, it's an online course, um, and it is. Yeah, it's not a seminar. It's not a webinar, but it is a course. You can do it in three days. You can do it in a week. I've seen people on. I've got a Monday interview, so they Friday they pop for the course. And, and Frank, it's, it's a seventy-nine dollar course, and, and we donate one for every one we sell because nice. my partner, she happens to be a disabled vet. And she's a, a director of a non, executive director of a nonprofit, and she serves a lot of uh, disability, homeless community, and veteran community. And I'm a vet myself, so that's a, that's that's on track. So we we try to give back where we can, but it really does give you that confidence factor. And if you can answer that question in an interview, now you're on a roll, and now you get remembered. And it's also handy in social situations and a variety of other opportunities when you're going to talk to somebody and introduce yourself. And then it's a chance to share and learn about the others as well. So, okay. So that's the intro edge. Correct? Yes. All yep. right. And then another business was formed. Another business was formed. Something we call Vexter, Virtual Expert Directory. Mm -hmm. And the bottom line, if I try to describe it, I say Google plus LinkedIn equals Vexter. <laughs> Okay, that's the visual. Yeah, we got the V going, yes, right? Yes. Okay, and it's it's a powerful tool for networking, for interacting with other entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small business folks. And they say, well, wait a minute, can't can't we do that on LinkedIn? Can't we engage there? And you can. Yeah, a few people get lost in the crowd, but we have a whole bunch of features and functionality that make us unique. For example, we have a calendar function where you can post on our calendar your webinars your seminars, your five-day challenges, your podcasts. And on that calendar, people can say, oh, there's some networking groups. We have about 20, over 20 networking groups we have listed right now. Uh, there was a networking expo we participated in about a week ago. We got 
uh, eight more wow. we're adding to the list. Okay. So it's a way to network and connect with other entrepreneurs. There's a rating system. So five, think Amazon, five-star, four-star rating, feedback, comments, interaction. If you're female-owned or minority-owned or veteran-owned, we have flags. Hmm. And people can search and saying, okay, I'm looking for a vet-owned business or I'm a large company and I've got a 10% set aside. I need to find a certified small business. Oh, you guys actually put that as a field? So people can search that? Cool. So we can act, so that can be accessed for information. If you're vegetarian, you can pop it in there and you know, you're going someplace and yep, they, they want to entertain you and take care of you. Or I, if you don't eat pork and shellfish, okay? You know, the, the, the choices are there. And maybe, you know, maybe Morton Steakhouse isn't the best place for the vegetarian. And, you know, the pig roast isn't the place for me because that's because that's no pork and shellfish. That, that's me. Yes. So I'm looking at that. And that's where you can, if you want to be a joint venture partner, maybe you want to be a podcast guest. I'm honored to be here, by the way. Again, thank you, Janice. Uh, thank you. Well, I was just going to say it might be a great place to uh, to find podcast guests or find places to be. And there's actually a flag for that. Oh. Willing to be a podcast guest, yes right. or no. The same thing for keynote speaker. We just had a discussion about a week ago. We, I mean, we just launched March 1st. We're fresh oh, off the press. Exciting. It is exciting and, and it's, it's a neat environment. But we're saying, do we post uh, vaccination? Is that a political football we wanted to kick down, oh. kick down the road and say, don't want to touch that one? Or if you're a keynote speaker, do you think the folks you're presenting to might want to know if you've been vaccinated? So that, by the way, these are all wow. optional. You know, you want you know, music preference. You don't have to put you what kind of music you like, or you can, and that's your choice. Mm -hmm. But we decided that for those that would be interested in knowing if my keynote speaker is vaccinated, and I can now be more trusting of having come, somebody coming to our event, of, that's a non-virtual event or a combination event, that could be really powerful. And if you don't feel comfortable answering it, don't answer it. That's, that, that, that's, we're back to personal choice. Sure. Wow. Okay. So in this, um, uh, um, epi uh, pandemic world that we've been living in and we've been glued to our computer screens for the last year, um, just over a year at this point. Um, what has it, how have you, or let me phrase it a different way. Have you found it's, it's, it's different trying to build relationships on the screen, through the screen, through the virtual networking events that we've gone to? Has it been any different for you than in the face-to-face -face world? Actually, we talked about a little bit about the, the, my two-word answer to most questions that are asked in my class. <laughs> it depends. It, it depends, <laughs> right on. Right. That's, and, and even in accounting class, I mean, every question I ask, 95% of the time, the answer is it depends. So it, it depends. It depends for some that are not comfortable face-to-face -face live can be more comfortable behind a screen and interact. For those that are more outgoing, it's been an opportunity because you're not commuting. I mean, what, what, you used to go for an hour lunch meeting. Well, that was two hours prep and time to get there, I two know. hours follow-up and time to get home. But yeah. At least you didn't have to get dressed after that. So <laughs> five hours for a one-hour meeting. I know. And now we're back to back to back to back. And by the way, I don't think there's any, there's no such thing as Zoom burnout, unless you're not engaged. For instance, I can talk to you for two hours. I won't get burned out. I, 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 loved, I love hearing what you have to say and your perspectives on things. And the opportunity to get together is great. Yes. I can be in a dull meeting 
that's being talked at. So it's like death by PowerPoint. Yeah. And in 10 minutes, I'm, I'm zoomed out. Right. So right. It's, it's, that's it's, it's, true. And, and I, I knew that you wouldn't find it different because you are a connector and a, and a networker. I was just curious because, um, because for me, it's been like, I've been working this way for before the pandemic. Sure. Um, but I did go to in-person events as well. And, and I love, I'm an ex, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm more prevalent as an extrovert, but there are parts of me that I still find, like I'm still learning how to be on video and do video live. Like it kills me because it's, it's like, this is fine. But when I have to be the presenter, you know, I just did an online video course as well that I finally got up on my website um, for basic LinkedIn training, basically. Um, and it was hard at first. It was hard for me to be on the screen and see myself and, and um, I don't know, it just was. And yet I was a teacher for many and a corporate trainer for many, many years and stood in front of people all the time. So I don't know, there was something about the screen that was different for me. Um, it's a learning experience and it is a change. I actually heard this two days ago. The only folks that like change are babies. And that's because of their diapers. So I, th I thought that was a real cool uh, way of uh, phrasing of the. Uh, that's so funny you say that because my little granddaughter, who is twenty months old, um, is now very aware of when she has a dirty diaper. And she was here yesterday, and she kind of let me know that I wanted she wanted her diaper changed. And that's just happened in the last week or so, where she's communicating that because she oh, doesn't excellent. talk yet but it's just so interesting you're absolutely right the interesting um the growth patterns and the changes are very quick and very um prevalent in the little ones it's so adorable but anyway yeah. i digress and they're the best salespeople too aren't they ah, yes <laughs> yes they are that's so true um so okay this i want to come back to the virtual experts directory vexter because um it's one of those things that, again, we were talking before we went on air about um, that we have to put into our calendar to use it wisely, to use it properly, just like I do when I teach people in using LinkedIn. You have to set aside. It doesn't have to be a lot of time every day or three days a week or whatever is your norm, but make it consistent. And I think it's probably the same with this. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's not a set it and forget it. It is something that needs to be engaged, but the payoff is with the engagement. I mean, we, we were chatting about Clubhouse. Yes. And you know, oh, that's quite the following. Yes. And people are on it sometimes 24-7. Do they sleep? Yeah. We wonder. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't know. But the same thing with any platform, with anything worthwhile. I mean, when I teach a class, if I don't engage my students, they, they can't slide through the semester. If yeah. I my clients... If we don't engage, I can't say, I'll, I'll see you in six months. Right. Um, in six months, nothing will happen. Yeah. So that's, that's a continuous process. Sorry. So it's continuous improvement and continuous engagement. Now you're right. Like LinkedIn, you don't have to spend three hours a day. Although some days it feels like more than that. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but most of the time, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And part of it's learning. We're actually, as I said, we knew, but we're setting up videos for, for learning and education. We're setting up some tools to help others interact. There's direct messaging capability between each other. You can have your peeps. And the, the other cool thing is it's an affiliate site, which mean half, it's a, there's a free level and paid levels. Mm -hmm. On the paid levels, half goes to the house and half goes to whoever did the referral. 
Oh, that's and it's not multi-level affiliate no. because there is no binary and there is no get 10 and two bonus. No, there's simple 50, 50. So if I refer you so, like across the first levels. So first level, yeah. single level, single yes. level affiliate. So if I refer you, you say, great, uh, the cool stuff. You sign on for 10 bucks a month. I get five. The house gets five. Now you refer to your executive coach and you've got a health and wellness coach. And then you got a website developer and a sales funnel guru and a publishing guru and a podcast person, and they all sign up. Again, you get half, the house gets half. I'll get nothing. Well, actually, I do get something because I'm part of the company, but yeah. you get the idea that the next level doesn't get anything, which that's why we're not charging $40 a month. We're only charging 10. Yeah. Um, but that way, the free level is pretty powerful and the paid levels are pretty cool. And even if, you, if your affiliates sign up with a free level and then decide to upgrade, commission's still yours. Cool. Well, it's just lifetime. As long as anybody's paying, you're getting money. Yeah, incentive is is uh, definitely encouraging for people. It is. It's in, and, and it, that's the era we were looking for st different streams. Yes. Okay. So, um, when you're teaching anything to do with um, the relate the engagement and the relationship building um, with people that you connect with. Um, how do you teach people? What do you say to them about follow-up? Uh, if you're not going to follow up, don't bother. Mm. But then again, you need, how, do, how do you know who with the follow-up if you don't put yourself out there? Well, that's you, right. We were talking about introvert, extrovert, and, and, mm -hmm. and I'm kind of an ambivert because I, I was pretty introverted young. And I become more extroverted. I think I've gone the other way, actually. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, and COVID can go both ways. And you can have a different persona on Zoom than you have in real life. So it, it really is a variety. And by the way, Toastmasters is another area that I urge and encourage. We started a chapter at my last school, a third students, two thirds community. Toastmasters is a great group to help with that fostering and confidence building. I, I, was, I was just talking literally to a parent about three days ago of one of my students who basically dropped her all her courses this semester, but she is coming back next semester and she's been struggling. And that was a firm recommendation because she's very quiet, much withdrawn mm -hmm. and prefers the animals to people, which I have a daughter like that too, <laughs> but, we, but we can't get away with that forever. So the environment, so the bottom line of feedback, of interacting, of follow-up, you bet, have to do it. Well, the thing that, now I would find interesting in the age group that you, you know, that you focus on the 18 to 28. Um, I would think that it would be more difficult. Yeah. To get them to actually in person, follow up with people, whether that's a phone call or um, sending a card in the mail, which is my favorite thing to do. Um, but just to text, they think that's it. I had a 3.9 student. She was an officer in our accounting club that we started. I was three weeks on the job and they approached me and said, Dr. Scott, would you, would you, we're trying to do this club together. Would you consider being our advisor? He's one of my students. He said, you're into students and helping out. And I said, student initiated club? Where do I sign? I'm in. <laughs> so, and so one of the officers, she ended up going, we had a leadership conference that was in Charlotte around the corner from the IMA that we got, got 11 students to go to. We got a grant for that. We've been doing some pretty good things with the club. We became the accounting and finance club because the finance folks said, 
your accountants are doing some pretty cool stuff. Can we piggyback <laughs> on that there? So I, I, I said, I, I'm in favor, but let's check with the executive board. They, they unanimous said, sure, come on, come all. So now we're the AFC oh. at, at, at FMU. So we, we did the three-letter acronym thing. But the idea of she was a very much a text person. Mm-hmm. And I said, and we were, I, I had my students, we had a panel of six guests coming, alums and career folks. Mm-hmm. And I, frankly, I did recruit one from Otis Elevator, but the other five came from student recruiting because they're going to get interaction. They're going to get the internship offers. They're going to build a relationship and they need to develop that experience. And so she was having trouble reaching out to one of the larger CPA firms here in town. I said, did you just think of picking up the phone? She goes, well, I, I sent emails and, and, and on your recommendation, I, I, did, I did the LinkedIn connection thing. Um, and then, but not able to, to, to I said, pick up the phone and call. Well, I really don't do that. I, I, you know, I said, so, so, I, so I asked the question. I said, if you were called and said, we need a phone interview for a job, mm-hmm. how would you handle that? I'd say, well, I'd like to come down in person and talk to you directly. I said, great. Except what happens if they wanted a 15 minute phone interview in Atlanta for a job and you're here in Florence, South Carolina, and you don't want to drive five and a half hours for a 15 minute uh, face-to-face. And she goes, oh, I, I guess I'd try to adjust to that. So I, I, I have since called her a couple of times and she actually picks up the phone and talks, okay. which is good. And you did and that on she, purpose, right? On purpose, right. Yeah. And, yep. And uh, so she knows that, yeah, the phone is a good tool to talk on, not just to text on, because yeah. yeah, this is the text generation. I've got five oh, kids and they're all- Right? Yeah. I know my daughter, it's the same thing. And she's just a little beyond that, but it's her birthday yesterday, actually. But um, yeah, so uh, I, I'm just, mind you, she talks on the phone all day long um, in customer service. That's her, her thing. But she hates talking to people. But she's the best customer, pers- customer service person because she listens. That's what it takes. And that's what networking is too, by the way. Two years I know. Yeah. Proportional. Yes. yes. I yeah. totally agree. And, totally. Um, and that comes back to... Um, your uh, uh, intro edge, where um, I guess we, you know, talking about people telling their story, but there's also an element of that um, uh, networking first uh, ex, um, first intro with people is, you know, I find I don't tell my story in that kind of a situation. I just say, you know, this is what I do if they ask me, and then I turn it back to them. Okay. Tell me what you do. The challenge in an interview, you can't always turn it. It's well, so no, not in an interview, yeah. of course. No, but you're right. Networking interaction, you you bet. Yeah, no, no. In, a, in an interview, it's it's all about you, and you have to put your best face forward and your best voice forward for sure. You have to tell the, the two worst answers I've heard in the interview. So tell me about yourself. Oh, so what do you want to know? Ah. Not, not not a good response. Uh-huh. Or the other one is, well, um, I've got a GPA, uh, I've got a major, and, and I, I worked for three years. And I, and I played a sport. Okay. Anything else you want to know? No, th- those are both lousy answers, as, as you know. And, and so interesting about those kinds of, you know, not prepared or not confident enough, those kinds of things is also, um, it's a deflection, right? Because they're really uncomfortable and, and whatever. How do you and there's a nervousness there, which is natural. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can see through that to the real person, what, what's your story? What's your why? Yeah, what's you have to help them along, right? You have to help them along. So, 
Yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that. I like that you're that you work with people in that age group to bring them along as as um, as adults because they're still not really until they right. Wow. Yeah, very interesting. Although, frankly, when I'm talking to students, I always have to preface my comments. I said, you know, I'm not sure what I want to be when I grow up, yeah. but I got to ask you. So, and then I go down <laughs> that track because you well, know it's a seven career changes on average. Yeah, I would think that being in your class would be really fun that you are engaging with your students and teaching them by example, I can say. But, you know, how do you stay focused on um, teaching uh, um, finance and accounting things when you're an entrepreneur? Oh, my God, there's so much more. Actually, it's fun to see the, you know, it's the old light bulbs. You were a teacher. Yes. When your students get it, I mean, just today, we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about journal entries on how to do a payroll entry, okay? <laughs> and FICA 7.65% matched by the employer. Not real exciting until we said, here's your $2,000 paycheck. Let's take out some taxes. Let's take out some FICA. Let's go ahead and pay for, okay, what do you pay for rent? Uh, you got to buy a car. Uh, don't buy a new one yet. Oh, you got insurance? Great. Are you eating this month? Okay, good. We got food. Um, are you sleeping on the floor, the sleeping bag, or do you get furniture? Okay, we got that. So we were about $3,000 a month in expenses on a $2,000 paycheck, less taxes, cash in, yeah. net was, you know, we doubled. And then we said, okay, let's double it to $4,000. It's $48,000 a year. We, we kind of upped the deductions and taxes, kept the expenses the same. We didn't live high in the hog. And we had on a $4,000 a month, about a $350 surplus based on the numbers they gave me. So anything we can do to relate it. Yes. And so, most said, you know, they, they did, I, and I asked the question, is this fear? I actually use the survey question in the chat so I know attendance. I can actually <laughs> here's your attendance question for the day. Yeah. Please respond to and tell me, you know, is this surprising to you? Is it kind of normal? And they said it's a dose of reality was a, the, the favorite comment I got today. Most of them said no, no surprise. Mm -hmm. But some of them were saying, ouch. And probably all still living at home. And I said, and we talked about that. That's why a lot of people will go live at home. Yes, of course. After, after graduation, you know, that's not the most fun thing. And we did put school loans in there too. And we did say, pay yourself first. You're going to take 10% because your employer will probably match if you can and whatever else it'd be. And we even got to talk about health savings accounts, HSAs, which I'm a big fan of, especially for young and That's in the States. I'm in Canada. There's a different right. one here, but I think it's the same. It's a, yeah, it's a basically a fund yeah, that becomes yours. Tax-free savings account or something. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, um, well, this has been delightful. I know we could go on for hours talking okay. about different things. Uh, we don't have it, but I do have something I want to share. And that is um, your, must be one of your favorite quotes because it's on your LinkedIn profile right now. And it's my favorite um, person that I quote is Maya Angelou. And your quote says, when you learn, teach, when you get, give. And I absolutely love that. Thank you. Yeah, it's, yeah, so. And people on LinkedIn say, well, what's your banner supposed to do? It's supposed to create a problem and how you solve it. It's like, okay, if that's that, that you want to put up there, that's your choice. I, I'm going after image, you know, it's, I'm saying Brand I, what I believe in and what I want to honor. And if we're, and I'm glad, I'm glad you appreciated that. Absolutely. Um, my favorite quote is her, one of hers as well. And it speaks to really the other part of my business, which is around nurturing relationships. And uh, it's people will forget what you've said, people will forget what you've done, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. 
right? And that is so important. And as she's just, she was just a gem with things like that, right? So this has been delightful. Um, I know that I have all your information that I will put in the chat, in the uh, show notes so people can find you. And specifically, I think that they will want to check out vexter.com if they're, as my audience is a lot of um, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and sales professionals. And if any of them are looking for um, a way to step up how they uh, interview for a job, because lots of people should, um, change jobs. Or if they have family out. members, friends, and they want to help them out. Yeah, the yeah. introedge.com. So that would be introedge.com. And uh, to check out you on LinkedIn as well, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Connect. Yes. LinkedIn slash in Dr. Scott CPA. And by the way, my doctorate was only from just over a year ago. So it's a lifelong learning. Oh, thing. oh really? Well, so congratulations. I didn't yeah. know that. And I wasn't the oldest guy in my class. Oh, really? Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Added um, bonus. Thank you again. And yes, thank, thank you to my you. audience for listening. And uh, if you liked what you heard, please check Dr. Scott out and his information. And also please leave a review. We love to have them. And uh, remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.